Welcome back to the Par Bar Podcast, where we are continuing to discuss, in brief miniature, the movement of church history. Today we're talking about Emperor Decius in the Roman Empire in 250 AD. 250 AD was the beginning of a very hard time for the church. Decius became the emperor after killing the previous emperor, Philip, in 249. In 250, Decius began to persecute the church rather intentionally. Up to this point, persecution uh, and martyrdom were not widespread across the entire empire. Some governors of certain cities or districts would implement persecution according to the law, and some refused to or were just indifferent about Christians. But now Decius, he is the one who brings persecution strongly. He's also the one who imprisoned and tortured Origen, if you remember from our previous discussions. And this time was very bad for some Christians. Uh, the Some of the Christians would buy documents that show that they worship the emperor. Uh, so to show that you were loyal to the empire, you had to show that uh, you have announced, given the pinch of incense to Caesar, proclaimed Caesar is Lord, Kaiser Curios, and yet at a temple, and a priest would, a pagan priest would write your name on a on a certificate, and you could show it to the authorities and say, "See, I did this." And some of these Christians were uh, falsifying documents, uh, a use of righteous deception, I suppose, just like in the days of the Reformation. Others fled the cities and went into hiding. Some, unfortunately, left the church altogether. So some, fearing pain and death, uh, abandoned Christ and his people. Decius wanted to persecute the church, punish Christians, because he knew that the Roman Empire was just simply falling apart. Uh, There were Romans killing Romans. The economy was falling. No one was working uh, at this time in Rome. There were more uh, grain, uh, more rations of grain going out to the people than the people actually working and bringing it in. So the government, the welfare program, they didn't call it welfare back then, but the welfare program was very extensive and there were not enough people working. There were enemies on the borders, the Persians in the east, uh, barbarians in the north. And he thought that the gods were, were not pleased. And this is why Rome was suffering, because the gods were not pleased, because the Christians within the empire refused to worship them. And so to restore the empire to its former days of pagan glory, uh, there is one thing that needed to be done. That was rooting out the Christians. The Christians were making the gods mad, and so to please the gods, we must get rid of the Christians. And what was worse, Decius knew, Christians were everywhere. Christians refused to worship the emperor. They refused to go to the pagan temples and to get involved in their parties and their festivals and the Colosseums. And the Romans thought they needed to get rid of them to save the empire. But the Christians knew that they were indeed the only hope for the empire. So when the edict from Decius was heard in the town, so whenever the letter came through to your particular town, you had 50 days to worship the emperor and the Roman gods or else. You had to go to the temple, you had to pour out a drink offering, you had to eat a piece of meat from an animal that was sacrificed to a god. And if you didn't do these things, then you were uh, imprisoned, persecuted, 
uh, and tortured for being a Christian. They would eat it, and then sometimes they would put you in prison and torture you, or they would exile you. You had to leave the empire. If any Christian met for worship, then they would be committing a crime, and they would be arrested. Decius, at first, did not want to kill all the Christians. He wanted them to leave Jesus behind. So he wanted them to join the Roman Empire uh, wholeheartedly, primary loyalty. Just stop being a Christian. Uh, they wanted them to be full Roman citizens again. So before the Christians were killed, they were tortured and starved or exiled. All their property was taken away. And the promise was, all of this could be restored to you if you just deny Christ. Decius thought as well that if he went after the church, he would do well in getting the leaders of the church to change or even to kill them. You know, if you kill the leaders, you get everyone else as well. Bishop Cyprian in Carthage, which is in northern Africa, uh, wrote that as soon as the edict came, many brethren fell away and betrayed their faith. Uh, they did not refuse the command of Decius, uh, and they did not wait to be summoned to prove their worship of the emperor. They just ran ahead to the temples and did it. Before the battle began, he writes, many were conquered and overthrown without meeting the shock, so without, without even a fight, not even delaying long enough to give the appearance of sacrificing to the gods against their will. All someone had to do was to go to the altar in whatever town was closest, give the pinch of incense, eat a piece of meat uh, in the emperor's name, and you could go home. Many Christians did this, but many more refused. A man named um, Pionius uh, refused to do this. He was arrested, brought to trial, and the crowds were calling out to him because many people in the town liked him. Uh, the crowd cried out to him, Don't be obstinate, Pionius. Life is sweet, and the light of day is good. And Pionius is recorded to have answered back, Yes, life is sweet. I know, but another life is waiting for us. And the light here is good, but it is the true light that we dream of possessing. And then Pionius turned to the judge, and he said, Your task is to conquer or to punish, and you cannot conquer me, so get on with the punishment. <laughs> and that's great. Uh, he went into jail cell. He was tortured and finally brought out into an arena. Uh, and there he was burned. I hasten to my death so that I may awaken all the earlier in the resurrection, he said. Nestor, the bishop, uh, a bishop, uh, and Nestor, the bishop, and Alexander, a bishop, uh, Alexander was a friend of origin, um, and others uh, were, they would take, uh, take the edict from the Caesar, from Decius, and rip it up in front of the judge. And they were likewise put to death. There are two brothers, uh, one Pergentinus, and the other is Laurentinus. They were arrested, and they, of course, confessed to be Christians. But the judge let them go because of their youth. He did not want to be, <laughs> uh, he did not want to put these young boys to death. And so he let them go. And when they were released, they went around uh, evangelizing, converting many more people to the church. And because of this, they were arrested and then beheaded for the faith. This persecution from Decius lasted less than two years, but because of it, the church was in chaos. People dying, people hiding, people betraying. They were not trusting one another. Many remained faithful to Jesus. And uh, Cyprian, he wrote, Proof was given when your brethren entered <clears throat> the proud fight 
for they showed all the others how to overcome torture, and they gave an example of valor and of faith. They fought excuse me, they fought in the forefight of the battle until the enemy retired vanquished before them. In 251 AD, it was plain that the empire was not growing stronger. And of course, we should all say, well, how could it? They were killing God's people. You're not going to get a stronger empire by making the one true God angry. And in June of 251 AD, Decius went out with his soldiers to battle against the Goths in the north, <clears throat> the barbarians up there. He was killed in battle. And because of this, the persecution of the church slowed down. In September of 251 AD, a new man became the emperor named Gallius. But Rome was not doing well yet. There were barbarians in the north, Persians invading in the east, and the Christian church was still growing. There was a plague that was going on that lasted for 20 years. Uh, it's, it's estimated that the plague was killing 5,000 people in the Roman Empire every day. And of course, the ones who were blamed were the Christians, but the only ones who took care of the sick and the, the dying were the Christians. Gallius wanted to stop uh, the sickness, so like the other emperors, he ordered everyone in the empire to worship the Roman gods to make them happy. But this is actually counterintuitive to healing of a nation, and Gallus was too busy fighting the barbarians and Persians to persecute the church, thankfully. Gallus's soldiers blamed him for losing battles, and his own soldiers killed him. Then a man named Valerian became the new emperor. Publius Licinius Valer Valerians in 253 AD. And yet again, the Roman Empire was not in good shape. Barbarians, Persians, road thieves, pirates in the Mediterranean and the Black Sea, the plague was not slowing down. The economy was in shambles. And Valerian was thankfully friendly to the church. And many Christians served in Valerian's household. His daughter-in-law was a Christian. And to Valerian, he thought that to save the Roman Empire, just like his predecessors, he thought that the Roman gods must be happy. He banned all church worship, and he ordered the Christians to attend Roman ceremonies. Anyone who disobeyed, uh, they would not be put to death, but they would be exiled from the empire. And Valerian... Uh, this is kudos to Valerian. He noticed uh, the Ro our Roman gods are still not happy. They're still mad at us. So his next edict was to find all the pastors, elders, bishops, deacons in the in the churches, and put them to death in 258 A.D. So again, he had the thought that if you take out the leader, then the church will stop growing. Other Christians. So if you're a Christian, uh, a Christian layman in the church, you'd lose your property. And any Roman leader in the church was to be executed. So if you were a soldier, a senator, or anything like that, found to be a member of a Christian church, you would be put to death. A deacon named Lawrence was put to death. And those who watched him die, uh, he, they watched him die. He was without fear and he was full of faith. And upon watching him being executed, many there became Christians. And they confessed it at that very moment. Lawrence's death sped up the end of idolatry, and when Constantine became the emperor, Constantine actually built a magnificent church in memory of Lawrence right on his tomb. Um, despite Valerian's attempt to make the Roman gods happy, Rome still had so many problems because of the favor the one true God was not with them. The king of Persia ended up capturing Valerian and had him killed, 
and then the persecution of the church stopped. Valerian's son, Gallienus, returned the property of Christians to the churches and, and to the individuals, and uh, he gave them full freedom to practice and to worship. So Gallienus says <laughs> this was good news for the church. But what was the church supposed to now? Persecution has stopped for a moment once Valerian was killed by the Persians. But now the question, now that the church had a moment of calm, the question came up within the ranks of the of the congregation, what do we do with all the members who denied Jesus and now wanted back into the church? Now that there's peace, now that there's no fear of persecution, what do we do with the Christians who betrayed Jesus and the brethren? And, well, I suppose we'll talk about that and what the church decided to do in the next episode. Thank you for listening, and I will talk to you next time. Thank you.